Hello, and welcome back to Conversations with Claire. Today, I have a guest that is so far outside of the world of anything that I know about, so I'm like absolutely stoked because we are just going to be learning together. So my guest is Sam Beliveau. 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 <laughs> Dang it. I had it wrote, written down incorrectly. It's, anyway, Beliveau. Yeah. So... Sam is a strong man, the strongest woman in Canada for the past three years, which is no small feat. No, absolutely not. <laughs> kind of a big deal. Uh, she's also married to, he was Canada's strongest man in 2022. Mm-hmm. So y'all just be a strong household. Yes, very. We haven't had our wedding yet. It's in the works. It's going to be a strong wedding. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but yeah, um, he... Uh, won Canadians in 2021 and finished third in the world um, in 2021 as well. Yeah, exactly. I'm so here for the hype. I love it. Yes. Okay. You are also, and I want to say, I'm pro- this is great because I'm probably going to say this incorrectly, but the circus dumbbell, which the girls used this weekend, and it was probably kind of cool. It was so, so cool to see them like touch the implements that like, it's they're starting to cross over, right? This is not the first time that we see one of our implements uh, being put out there on the field with the CrossFit girls. And I, I'm just all in on this. Like, it's cool. They were able to work around with the dumbbell. And then afterwards, I was able to chat with uh, Gabriella and Laura Horvat downstairs and show them that I'm the world record holder in this bell. and Or not this specific bell. It's a bit different. But nonetheless, it's a one-arm press. Yeah. And they were quite uh, really surprised yeah. to see um, the kind of um, – think on the other side of the uh, spectrum like yes they are the fittest honor but we are the strongest honored and it's cool to see um that they envy and they do appreciate what we're, what we're doing yeah yeah that reminds me of the interview of course after laura winning this past uh crossfit games a few months ago and her it, it's been like clipped down i've used it even like as an audio on social media right and it was, she was just saying like what she feels that she wants to convey is that, you know, strong can look like anything. Like it's like what these bodies can do. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I feel like that would resonate yes, heavily with 100%. you. And maybe you heard it, but it was so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, and I think she was like referencing Barbie movie cause it had just come out, you know, and mm-hmm. it was like, but these things are super capable too. Yes, absolutely. They're not and just what's cool too, that I always refer back to Barbie is like strong can look different. Right. Mm-hmm. Beautiful can look different in its mm-hmm. own way. It's just about how you put yourself out there in your own kind of beautiful. So that's what I love about our sports. There's, yes, 10 girls that takes on the platform, but we're all our own kind of beautiful and you just got to own it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> OK, so you are the world record holder in the circus dumbbell Am I saying that correctly? Yes. And it's 188 pounds. Yeah. And so this I've done is an that overhead press mm-hmm. with 188 pounds, one arm, mm-hmm. bonkers. Mm-hmm. And I weigh about like 180, like my weight class is 181. So it was just when I first hit the world record, it was back in 2022 in South Carolina. And I did it in a full contest. It was our first event of the day. And it was sitting at 180 for um, quite a bit there by two prestigious athletes and I knew that my time would come because I've always been kind of head on this implement and I really love it. I enjoy it so much. So worked hard for it. And then I went and got it on the beach. Uh, It was a great start of the day, but I hit it at 183. So I broke it by um, almost four pounds. And then I did it again uh, on Canadian soil at a rodeo show um, 
in Quebec uh, at 188. Oh my gosh. That's so wild. I'm trying to think of what my, cause I do like, you know, overhead pressing and mm-hmm. cause I come from a CrossFit background. So yep. like I do strict press, push, press, push, jerk, split jerk, whatever. Right. Uh, with barbell, but I mean, I do some dumbbell stuff, but not a circus dumbbell. Now I'm curious. Um, Hey, I'm going to tell you this just cause I'm proud of it. I did a Turkish get up with a 70 pound dumbbell recent or a uh, kettlebell recently. Well, that's quite impressive. I mean, considering, <laughs> right. Yeah. I was yeah. hashtag proud anyway. I mean, it's literally less than half, but Hey, uh, I'm still proud. Okay. So you are also an owner of the Strongman Corporation of Canada, which is the largest federation uh, in Canada. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, exactly. So um, two years ago, it was like just after COVID, um, and things were kind of still like not fully open or anything. So three years ago, I would I should say Max and I like put our heads down and we're like, okay, well, the strongest females in Canada still need a platform. Mm-hmm. They're doing it for the CrossFit Games. They're doing it for World Strongest Man. Like, let's do something for the women's of Canada. So we started strongest women in Canada and, uh, I grabbed, um, the 10 or the, I think we were probably 12 at the time of the strongest in Canada. They all came and we under our gym, we performed for two days. Um, we did eight events, uh, really heavy events to determine who was the strongest woman in Canada. And then after that, I'm like, I want something larger. Let's keep amplifying our, like Max and I are so dedicated and like this sport has given us so much that we always feel the need to give back. So we put our heads down and said, okay, we're starting a really big federation here in Canada. And we just celebrated our second annual um, national two week, or yeah, two weekends ago now. And uh, it was success. We had 150 athletes at nationals and we just keep um, ramping on the athletes on by creating a really safe, welcoming platform. And it's cool that I get to do it with Max. I think it's so cool to just watch you, even your like body language. This is one of the things that I almost (laughs) miss about not having video right now is just because you can see you just like light up over this thing. So I'm definitely going to get into like a little bit more history of like, how did you get into strongman? Right. But before I do that, I also have to read off to you. I text your, you're a coach. Okay. (laughs) And so, because he's who connected us, shout out Craig. Thank you very much for doing that. Um, And I just said, you know, give me some high points. Like, what is it that you like about this individual? What should I know? And so I'm scared. Yeah. This is your first time hearing this, which is great. (laughs) And also we know that he is the most unpolished. will say whatever he feels. Yes. I'm scared again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So. He said Sam's two greatest qualities are being 100% genuinely herself and being incredibly hardworking. A lot of people are driven, but Sam translates 100% of that into real life effort. She's incredible. I've told people that I've coached professional fighters, and if they would have given, and if I could have given them Sam's brain, they would have been multiple world time or multiple world champions. So that's what he has to say about you behind your back. Well, that's pretty nice. I think he's a great coach. No, it's what he says in, yeah, to me, like in my face. Yeah. That's what hurts. Sometimes. Okay, should you tell I'm me that? Dude, should we like, get, let's rattle one of those off real quick. What does he say into your face? My bucket hat this weekend. Was he making fun of it? Mm-hmm. Oh, he has opinions. This man has opinions. <laughs> no, but um, honestly, like referring to what Craig had said, like I think he does bring a lot of like the best out of me. Between him and Max, I've we found that like, the three of us work so generally good together. Craig knows the attention to details that co- goes into bring, being the best athlete, not just in competition, but 
you know, in, in the life. gym, in life, yep. um, what you're generally doing will impact you as a human. And who do you want to become as a human? Well, I want to become the greatest, strongest athlete that I can. So he's really great at like bringing the best out of us and it's cool. <laughs> I love you. it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we're done drinking the Craig Kool-Aid. Craig, you can just tune out now because we're done with you. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> No, but I really, it's been so great for me personally to get to, and by the way, guys, if you didn't listen to the podcast episode that I had him on a matter of weeks ago, it's Craig, ba- Craig Bongelli, and you need to go back and watch it. The uh, title is You're Running Out of Time. Excellent episode. But uh, he's a colleague of mine, and he's new, mm-hmm. right? He just moved from Canada yep. down to Texas. Sorry to you. Great for me. Uh, <laughs> and it's been so great to work with him and just the, the caliber, like like you said, the human thing, not just the athlete, but the human thing. Like I just really vibe heavily with that. And I've told him this before. It was just so funny meeting him. I'm like, okay, yeah, jacked dude. Great. Like just, you know, I mean, like we have a million of those. Congratulations. He thinks he's a cowboy. <laughs> he literally <laughs> changed his name on the internet. I love it. But like that, that upon the first time meeting him, like I was like, oh, there's actually a lot more depth here. And so yeah. to know that from a coaching perspective, it doesn't surprise me in the least bit, but to see that he's like, hey, we're going to look at all areas of life. So, okay. Anyway, now we're done with the Greg Kool-Aid. We're moving back to you. Okay. So why strongman? I did look at your history and I did see that you've got some experience bodybuilding mm-hmm. like yeah. back in the day. Yeah. No, this was recently during COVID. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That wasn't even that long ago. No, it was uh, three years ago. Oh, wow. Oh, in like the center of like COVID, our competition floors were frozen. Um, There was no opportunity. So I was like, and like the gym's closed. So we had no work. I was like, well, let's get dieting. (laughs) So 18 weeks, I was like, okay, I have a really good regional show really close to home. And we just tackled the prep and it was so fun. Great. Loved it. Maybe I'll be back at it one day. Girl, what did your body fat get down to? Uh, 165. I was pretty uh, Body hit. weight. What body fat percentage? Do oh, you know? fat percentage. No. Okay. I'm curious because, I mean, you're dry. You <laughs> lean. You a little thing. Uh, um, no, no idea. But it was probably, I don't know. Under 10 for sure. Under but 10. I, mean, I would say like 8. Yeah. 8 to 10 Low. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It was low. Uh, which for a woman, of course, is like quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, but you also, you just told me that you've got 21 years of, of hockey under yeah. your belt too. Yeah. I played, like I've been on skate since I was three. Um, I always say that my dad always wanted a little boy, but he um, pushed me to be active. It was like, stay out of trouble. Let's keep you active. Let's find you something that you're driven for. And he was a big hockey player. My mom also played sports. So right away was like let's get her in sports i had a lot of a lot of cousins that were super similar in age group couple years older and they all played sports so hanging out after school was let's go play ball hockey or let's play catch and so i grew up like super active and um played hockey up until university went to university for two years and then i'm like school's fool so Out. <laughs> Let's go work. And then after university, I went to um, college, got a certificate for um, 91 operator. So I was a 91 operator for six years and then got PTSD. And I was like super rough at my job. I was taking time off and didn't know what I had to do really to get back on life. Like I had, you know, no hockey, no ambition in life. And life got pretty rough. Um, drugs, alcohol, like it was like, you know, every other day um so i needed another out like an output because that's what i was my whole life super active okay and then my brother or my cousin uh 
cousin's ex fiance, he was a general manager at a gym, and he's like, I need a front desk lady. Um, can you come in full ta- uh, towels and let people check in? Sure, right? So I started doing that. After maybe five, six weeks, they're like, okay, we're setting you up with a trainer. And I still haven't even looked in the gym. Like, I was just like, and listen, like, I did play university hockey. This is yeah. the sad part. I've never been in a gym. So, like, our system at home doesn't really push you to strive you to be the best athlete because yeah. it's like, if you're a hockey player, you're going to skate. You're just on the ice. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a baseball player, like, we're not quite, well, I, th- and I'm, I'm sure it's way better now, but this was my experience and then yeah so I got in with the personal trainer and he's like you've got really strong legs like I'm like yeah I played hockey um so right from the get-go I had quite good deadlift and then started powerlifting did three years of powerlifting um I did um multiply I had a 1430 total at 165 pounds so I was quite good as a powerlifter but it demand it was you know it's squat bench deadlift for me, it was like, I need more. Like, I'm active. Like, yeah, you want to do more than just the three lifts. Than just the three lifts. Sure. And I know people out there will say, well, you can. No, well, I mean, like, I need a sport. That, like, So, anyways, still doing powerlifting at this time. And Nationals was coming to, like, super close to my hometown. And they're like, we need a female to represent. Um, and, I mean, uh, strongman Nationals. So, they're like, would you mind going out there in the Nationals and just represent New Brunswick? And I'm like... Okay, no idea what any of the events were. Did a little local show right before just to come to qualify. And then I kind of started looking at the events and I'm like, I've got nothing to train with. So squat bench deadlift, squat bench deadlift till show day. And then showed up <laughs> to my first national, which was devastating because I look back at the videos and it's so vulnerable to look at yourself being so lost and so unsure of what she's doing but yet you're like you've got such a big thing coming ahead of you like knowing back like that day changed me and it made me it it gave me the life I have today yeah um I finished fourth 0.5 out of that podium and that lit the biggest fire in my ass yeah so for 365 days after because I was like I'm coming back to nationals being a different athlete I traveled, um, so I worked, I was still in, um, I was still at the front desk there, but I still did like the part-time um, dispatcher for the income, um, and then I would work 12-hour shifts, drive three hours to go train with some strongman implements, train for two, three hours, come back home, rest, go back to work, and I did that nonstop between two jobs for a year, and then I came back and won everything. So it took me 365 days to get my pro card. And I was like, if you work hard enough, you can actually become something great. So I kept working and working. And through the pro, the pro circuit, I met Max. Okay. And he's the first individual that literally was like, you will be one of the strongest women on this planet. And I remember to this day, I'm like, you know, you're silly. Like, it's these women are so strong. Like, I'm so far-fetched. He's like, you got something in you. And work 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 and i made the first arnold pro strong women roster this year i hold a world record title i'm the strongest woman in canada three pete and like just things like that keep piling up max is now at the world level like he finished third at the world like there's only five trophies like that in canada like we're breaking barriers together that we never thought 
we could. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I, love, I rambled on there. No, for a bit. <laughs> I love it. There's just so many places to like, you know, pop into. You know, you're breaking barriers together. That so, of course, then that takes me down the rabbit hole of I want to go to like partnership, but I don't want to go there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, my. You did touch on the fact that, like, you experienced adversity before you came into this. And then what was so cool, too, is that you were, like, willing to put yourself in the arena, you know, that you didn't even know what the it, – it. I think there's something unique about that, for sure. But that it then sparked this thing to say, okay, now I'm going to go to lengths to chase this, and I'm going to really get after this. And, like, you wouldn't have known that had you not gone and tried to begin with, you know, exposed yourself to something new and different, gotten outside of your comfort zone, which is what, if we look at all high performers in anything, like they're getting outside of their comfort zones a lot. So that's something that's, you know, relatable for anybody to, like, try to to strive to do. But I want to go back to a little bit more so you know you did say because I think that that one of the things I think we spoke about this right before hopping on air is like you are a human right yeah and so you've experienced adversity in life and that is something that we can all relate to yeah and so (laughs) you go from you're this full-time athlete you're doing a specific sport but you haven't been in a gym yet and then you are now an adult who's trying to figure it out, has no idea what your purpose is, whatever, right? And then during that time, you mentioned drugs and alcohol, yeah. you know, whatever. So uh, my question, I guess, is with all of that, like, what was it just as simple as the right person was placed in your life, this relation or this person that was affiliated with your family in some way? You were uncomfortable with your life the way that it was. Yes, <laughs> I think you go into those dark places where you're like, you think you like you got to hit rock bottom before, you know, it's rock bottom. Uh-huh. You got to lose yourself before you able to find yourself and love yourself. And the barbell gave me that outlet. Mm-hmm. It gave me that respect that I needed when it was there, when mm-hmm. I needed it. And it gave me love. It gave me the trust that I needed. Like bar- the barbell changed my life. And. And that's why, like, now I am this spokesperson for women's in Canada and hopefully internationally at one point where it's like. No, just make it now. Yeah. I mean, like, let's show women, let's show those little girls that it's so cool to have an outlet that is it's you and this barbell. It's you and this iron. And it's it's yeah, it changed my life for the best. Absolutely. And amplified it like my life wasn't horrible. Mm-hmm. It was just. I was lost. I was lost. I had no identity. I didn't know who I was becoming. I went to university. I went to college. What's next for me? What is next? And Mm. to find that like purpose. Oh, this is what I'm supposed to do is like the most gifted feeling in the world. Well, and it took time too of like one, you had to come back a year later, but also you had spent years doing the powerlifting thing as Mm -hmm. well. I have to comment because I think maybe you'll at very least appreciate this. Uh, my nickname for my barbell is therapist. See. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not yeah. a strong man athlete, no. but I have said for years that when it comes to the fitness endeavors that I do, I'm like, oh, she's my girl. Like, she's my girl. Yep, we my can... savior. Like, yeah, she shows up. She's there waiting for you. Yeah. And ready to just, I mean, it's just, it's cool to know that that's relatable for you. And I just know that, you know, there, there could be any women out there listening that maybe they haven't yet gotten their hands on a barbell yet. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, then uh, it's just, it's such a it's cool It's the best implement. leap of faith that I could tell anyone. Just, just try it. Yeah. Just try it. It's like any other new kind of food or 
something else like just just give it a go yeah and see where it goes Okay, so you start training powerlifting, and then eventually Mm -hmm. you get into strongman. And so all of those behaviors that were not serving you, the the whatever, um, did those just, once you had this purpose, did they just disappear, or was this a gradual build? Like, what was that? Because I feel like, and yet again, this is great because I'm just meeting you today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, we met for the first time the other day, but anyway... So I don't actually know because, of course, I'm going to we're going to yeah. head to like, what is your training look like? What does your you know nutrition look like? Like I have those questions. But based on looking at you and the way that you perform and you're, you know, like you're paying attention, like mm-hmm. there's intention behind what's going mm-hmm. on. You don't get to where you are without it. And so was that like this boom shift or was this a gradual habit stack? No, it definitely, definitely a build. But it's a build with purpose. It's always like a build with intentions to become better. So, you know, like it doesn't change overnight. Nothing changes overnight um, other than if you win the lottery and like you've got all this money. But that's the You're only still thing. You. There's still things, <laughs> you know, that that's only the wealth. There's That's the only thing that changes. Right. So finding the barbell is one step. And then you start building character. And it's with every character that you keep finding within yourself that now truly amplifies who you are becoming. Yeah. So I still had a lot of struggles when I, I've, when I was lifting at the beginning. It's like you're still – you're not sure what you're building and you're changing. So your relationships change. Your perspective on life changes. Everything changes because characters are built. Mm-hmm. And – I find like, yeah, I was older. I was like mid twenties and and it's cool to see that women's now are a little bit younger and they're finding to build character at such a young age because that builds empowering women's and that's so cool. But no, it takes time, patient and just building one step at a time, still figuring out yourself. Yeah. Well, and we're always, and we're always, yeah. I love, this is a quote that I actually just posted the other day that, uh, that it's from, a a book that I read every week. Uh, Anyway, we realize we know only a little more will be revealed Mm -hmm. for those of you out there that are friends of Bill. You'll know what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, so I love that. Like you could apply that to anything, right? Like it's so to me that provides peace. It's exciting because the idea that like I've come to where I am at 31 years of age and like have the awareness tools, et cetera, that I have now. And then to think we realize we know only a little more will be revealed. I'm going to get the opportunity to learn so much more. That's so exciting. Uh, so this is something I was, it's, it's on my notes, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and go there now because you touched on it. So the habit change, et cetera. One of the thoughts when I was just thinking about, I don't know you yet, but what are things like, what am I interested in from you is definitely you're choosing to do something that's very abnormal. And I think that anybody who's doing anything, excelling in the fitness industry is doing something abnormal. Mm-hmm. You doing women's strength sport is even more abnormal than even than other, you know, I don't know, other options, right? So, and your significant other is also performing at a very high level in this sport. So both of you, what I'm getting at is your vision is so different that I would imagine that the people that you're surrounded by, maybe by now you've probably cultivated an environment that supports you, right? You have Craig as a coach, you've got people, but your vision probably doesn't make sense to most people. No. And so 
when you started to identify with this, oh my gosh, this is possible. And this is actually where I'm going. Were there people around you that maybe love you, but couldn't support that because they just couldn't see it? And like, what have you done to navigate that? Whether it's family, friends, because those are Yet again, we talk about high performers and I just look at the fact that like that's a that is a hurdle that you must overcome. That people yeah, don't get I mean, it. Your circle does come a lo- like I remember like back in high school I had so many friends like you know, we go out to these parties and all of a sudden there's 40 of your best friends there, right? Like I mean your circle really dies down as you become more prone of saying no, of saying I can't go out because I'm competing tomorrow. I got to travel for this. I got to get ready for a seminar or something, or I got to get my clients. Like you do get to say no. And by it's so hard at the beginning because people will judge you. People will tell you like, well, that's not cool. You're not drinking tonight. So like, you're not going to be fun. You just got to be start getting comfortable at like you're in charge of your life. Yeah. I'm very grateful. My parents, my sister, they are so admirable and like they do support me no matter what. And I'm I'm forever grateful for that. And I think that's generally why I'm where I'm at because of the amount of support. Like even my cousins and my aunts and uncles, like at first they're like, what are you doing? Like what is, this is kind (laughs) of odd, but you know, we're intrigued, we're intrigued. Our sport is still such a little sport, but now that we're breaking through and they're seeing me being one of the women that's breaking through, the barriers of a women, women having muscles, like, you know, those are such odd changes and people will judge you for it. Yeah. But having that constant reminder of friends, friends and family and your gym, f- um, your gym family, like, it's just so rewarding and ease, eases the people that will look at you differently because still to this day, you know, we can post anything on social media and people will have one, two or three thoughts of like a negative comment of women with muscles and things like that. But well, and with your physique, the, I can imagine you yeah. can't even go to the grocery store without somebody exactly. touching your arm or yeah. something like that. Making me flex or whatever. But sure. It's just mom and dad have always been there for me and that's it impacted on like my care that character of me. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the early stages of any big growth stuff is like the hard part like you yeah, said like that's just the at hard the part beginning like I, I played men's hockey for you know yeah I played 21 years of hockey but like what 10 12 years of that were like even more like we're just with men and I was a girl with the ponytail yeah. but it my, I, my parents never let it showed that like you're different you're not supposed to be here um like I was just always, my parents always accepted me for doing whatever I wanted to do. And as a kid, I was like, well, if so-and-so can do it, like, I'm going to do it too, right? Yeah. Like, doesn't mean, like, he's a man that I can't do it. So I played hockey and I, you know, played all these sports and I, like, I would hung around with guys because they were stronger than me and they challenged me and I loved being challenged and let's do a sprint contest or let's do this. And I was just always up for that, like, extra edge and... It was cool to be accepted. So this is, I'm going to go back here, even though I said I was done with them. What is it like? And, and yeah, we'll just go there. What is it like having Craig as a coach? What is it like working with a coach? Why is it important to you to work with a coach? <laughs> Craig's been great. Um, 
we are rounding up, I think, maybe six months of work together. We just started right after the Arnold's, um, which was in March. But he's just showed me that, like, he's willing to listen and he's willing to make me work. I told him right from the get-go, I'm like, I'm an athlete that loves to work. Put me to work. Like, don't downsize my workouts because, oh, well, this is going to take a little bit longer. No, like, I'll... You know, I'll shave off my rest times if I need to to rush. But, like, Max and I being gym owners makes us a little bit more flexible with our workouts. And I'm like, I want to work. So I generally go to the gym, put my phone on work mode, and put it down. And it's like me and the barbell, me and this implement, let's go. And he, he knows that from me. So having that person to rely on you and to listen to, you, to your needs as an athlete is super important. Mm. And I really appreciate that from him. Um, he knows when I need a day to, like, outs- if outside factors of the gym will impact me quite a lot. I get really emotionally involved with everything that goes on. Like, if I don't have control on something, if, let's say, like, for example, like, I don't know, if something goes out, of, like, someone else's life is not going as well, and I can't do nothing about it, and it's close to me, like, it'll impact me. And yeah. he knows when to kind of... Throttle back. Yeah, and yeah. bring me back to... Sam, fellow, let's go. Um, and accountability, he's just been great for keeping me in check. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Coaches are so powerful. Coaches so powerful. change your life, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and I'm sure you've had other coaches in the day that, have, like, in, in your yep. history that have yep. changed your life, but it's and such being a, a pivotal coach as role. Well, like, he's making me a better coach. Yeah. Like, I've grown so much over the last three, four years. And, my athletes have grown with me and it's cool because every time I do have a new coach, it's like, I want to be like this. Oh, I don't like this. I like this. I don't like this. And then with Craig, I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? I like this method. We work closely on like our types of training, like what we should be doing together. Like maybe this is not going to work for me. Okay. This will work. And he's, he's been the best partner that we've been able to mold with me, Max. And that's why we're we're still climbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so freaking cool. Okay. So because I don't know anything about strongman female athletes at all, other than like I can see that you lift really heavy things and odd objects and such cool stuff. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's so cool. Um, but what does training for your sport look like? Honestly, it doesn't look quite different as a lot of people would think, um, but you can make it look really strongman specific. It's all about how your solid training, you want to do what, like, what's your outside factors? Do you work 40 hours a week? Do you, like, our, flex, our training schedule is flexible because we're self-employed. We run our businesses and we run the gym. So, like, I can, you know, break down, like, I need three hours today to work out and I need an hour in the morning to stretch or whatnot. But, um I still do, you know, like my heavy squats, my deadlifts. I'll do my overhead and then obviously like uh, a strongman day on the weekend. We call it strongman Saturday. I think it's pretty out there in the world where it's like strongman Saturday or strongman Sunday. And yeah. it's, you get together with your friends and you do three, four events um, leading. And then you can specify them what's on what's coming up. Mm-hmm. So like I have worlds in five weeks. Um, so my training now, is speci- it's a little bit more specific on the implements that I'll be touching there. Yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. What about diet? Um, 
so we're strongman athletes, so uh, we don't really uh, go on the bodybuilding side of things for art, but Max and I do have... Yeah, being lean like that is not advantageous for your sport, no. although you're very lean. Also, though, we are very conscious of like what we eat, and yeah. both having a bodybuilding background, like, yeah, it's cool eating a pizza and like not having to step on stage, but eating a pizza and then going to deadlift could affect you so much so true so I love much that you're saying that because like food is number one like we both got food poisoning sunday yeah and like Which he competed this week I, I i competed friday saturday night i got we got i got sick and then max started getting sick like two days ago and yeah he was doing the rogue invitational but not not us being healthy we would have like he wouldn't have performed like he did he yeah could he have performed better maybe we don't know but he wouldn't have recovered as good as he did or he wouldn't have been able to stand like mm -hmm. a normal human being wouldn't have been able to be there this weekend mm -hmm. on how sick we were. But food is so, so important because recovery is number one to be able to go and perform again. Absolutely. So, and I mean, like we're not naive. Um, do we eat all our vegetables and fruit in a day? Maybe not, but we have a great guy back home. He t checks in with us. Craig checks in with Max all the time and we're just... At this point, we know what our body loves. We know if we know what our body needs. Mm -hmm. um, Pre-workout's pretty similar. You know, post-workout, we keep things really basic because we just need food. Food is fuel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, but if we want E&W tonight, there's that little leverage of like, okay, let's go. Let's get a burger. And then we'll go back home and eat another meal because yeah. we can um, kind of afford that. And I'm also an, uh, a weight class athlete. So I do compete at these higher level shows as an open woman, but I'm a middleweight women um, when it comes to worlds or other, any other specific show, but I bounce back around yeah. so I can kind of fluctuate sometimes. And sometimes I got to keep my weight in check. So yeah. but. it is so interesting how sport from sport, you know, of course, yet again, here I go with my CrossFit background, but like we don't have weight classes, mm -hmm. right? Like it's just, mm -hmm. you just in there. Uh, and, and so, nutrition is incredibly important for their yeah. performance because they're having to do so like it's just you know you you can't be weighed down you can't you know things like that it's really important and then I being living in Austin now I get access to people in so many different types of sports these That's days cool. so like it's oh my gosh I feel so spoiled rotten That's awesome. but like for example I've made friends with someone recently that just a few days ago competed at two days ago uh, the powerlifting nationals here okay. in yeah. the U.S. Mm-hmm and he was on the the natty side of it so he competed yeah. on friday he got third uh Sweet. shout out jimmy good job Sweet. yeah and talking to him about his powerlifting journey and how like once he got into powerlifting then uh like diet wasn't you know it wasn't clean and it was a lot or either way like he, he went up in size a good bit and then was like okay i'm uncomfy yeah and kind of got yeah. back to where i mean he's so lean now it's crazy but anyway i just uh i think it's fascinating to think about how different diet is from one sport to the next, but then also it seems very individualized. Like you would, would you agree that there are women that you compete against that their diet looks crazy different than yours? 100%. And like, I was like that too. That's another character that I was able to build while training and um, being involved in like strength sport. Like I went up to 231 pound um, when I met Max right at the beginning because I was like, okay, I'm open. When I first turned pro, it was like I was a pro open women. So I was like, 
I gotta no get weight big. class. Yeah, I, I gotta, gotta get big. Get I big wanna, with big. You know, I thought if I gained 20, 30 pounds, my dad life would go up significantly and whatsoever and whatnot. But then my running events got ruined and I couldn't recover as fast. So doing this bodybuilding show three years ago really put my body in a really comfortable space. And I was like, okay, I love the 188, 190. I'm way more comfortable. So dropping 40 pounds on me was like, I had to change a lot of my leverages on all my lifts, but I was patient and I did it the right way. Um, and, but it's, you got to find that even ground. Yeah. Where are you most strongest and where do you recover the best? Yeah. Like at your leanest, you won't recover as much. No. Right. Totally. But then you got to find that even ground of like, I can still perform. I can eat, I can recover and I'm happy. Yep. Like mentally that needs to be super, um, stable. Yeah. Yeah. And it is the set point is so different for each individual for sure. I definitely know that there have been times where I've gotten really lean and sometimes maybe it's been on accident or, and then there've been times I've gotten bigger and it's like finding this sweet spot and knowing that, you know, when it, for me at this stage of life, it's like where it feels good. Like yeah. I want to feel good in me this too. thing. Like you want to like look good, feel good too. Like you're right. If you are comfortable with how you're performing, how you're looking, how you're like, feeling it's like everything else triggers on yeah right like yeah. you gotta make sure that you love yourself and you compose yourself into that like respect yourself as an athlete as a human mm -hmm. um, and to know that the scale going up as a woman isn't always a bad thing no. you know I think that's one of the other things that yet again in your sport maybe it is maybe especially at the open yeah. it's like well you know get big whatever but mm -hmm. but like I think that, that any strength, anything yeah. for a woman is like that inevitably means that your hopefully muscle mass is going to increase, which means that the pounds on the scale is going to increase. And that is indicative of health, you know, as opposed to, so, so reframing the relationship with the number. I love one of my colleagues over on it. Also, Hannah, did you get to meet Hannah? She was there today. Maybe. No, I don't think so. Hannah Black. She's phenomenal. She's a, she's a CrossFit athlete okay. and she sits, you know, 180, 185 all the time. And I mean, you just like, you know, just incredible physique, like just incredible. And so I use her as an example all the time to these women that I get to coach. And I'm like, whatever your ideal number that you thought it was. I mean, for me, I know that my ideal number, what I thought it was on the scale was easily at least 15 pounds less than I sit right now. And I'm so proud of the version of me that sits here now. And I can't wait to put a little bit more on, to be honest. Oh, it's <laughs> awesome. But when I first started powerlifting, I competed in the 165. Mm. And when I got on a bodybuilding stage three years ago, I was 165. Yeah. So like body yep. composition's cool. Like I love how my body can like, it loves lifting weights. It yeah. loves eating a lot of food. Right. Yeah. So who doesn't love to eat, yo? <laughs> like, yes, treating it like medicine. Now, I will yes. agree that, like, I it, I was talking to someone last night, and they were like, do you not ever, you know, whatever. I'm like, the thing is, I eat a good volume of food, mm -hmm. but I just want the quality of it to be really high because yeah. I don't want to deal with the repercussions. No, exactly. Like, I just, I'm opting out of that. So, okay. So, I do want to, because, because, because of your, we talked a little bit, too, before coming on here about, like, being a woman in the sport that you're in and how it's literally called strong man, mm -hmm. not strong woman. No. No. <laughs> and, and that, uh, you know, it just uh, the difficulties that you face, that's something that I'd love to hear from your perspective. What might those be? Yeah. Um, there is lots, I think, cause we're just breaking through on that like big stage. We're just kind of finally, being seen on that international stage it's like we're yeah we're way bigger than these crossfit girls and we do have bigger muscle size and i think it's just about appreciating the work ethic that goes into 
someone's workload and appreciating their muscles because I don't do it for anybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't um, like so the women that are doing strongman have a right to exceed their full strength potential and nobody should be shaming that nobody should you know look at them in a way of like ew bros well also how is it impacting you that's the thing i want to come back to with that is like i mean i would challenge anybody like is it like is it impacting you in any way we we think our opinions are so valuable Mm -hmm. and i even i even identify i think my opinions are so valuable and it's like is that impacting me or do i just need to stay in my lane and that's hard yeah it's super hard like at the beginning like i remember like i did one podcast the first time and there were so many like you know negative comments and stuff and i was on a really big podcast with brian shaw and i was so proud of myself for like i was the first female i think i'm still the only female to go on such a big platform and i was proud of myself to go in there with him and having to generally speak up and kind of just put out there my story and the feedback was kind of heartbreaking because there was a lot of negative comments about it and and then that was like a turning. I'm like, okay, either let it crush you yep, or stand the fuck up. Good for you. And that's such a, there we go. This is the, <laughs> this right here. This is it right here is that you got all of that negative criticism mm-hmm. back because all of these random bystanders mm-hmm. had opinions and you had to go, does that resonate with yeah. me or am I going to do my thing? They don't show up to the gym for me. They don't scale my food for me. They don't fucking make me wake up and do a nice bath in the morning. Like, fuck I am so sick of people trying to control what the fuck we can do because social media messed it up for us. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Like, it, it's hard. Like you yeah. get, you can like they just this few weeks ago, Carrie Underwood posted a picture uh-huh. on stage. She looks ten out of ten. Yeah, she's, she's got this beautiful quad that's popping, and yeah. you should see the stupid comments. Oh no, people are like, "Ew, that's mutton." Like. Keep it to yourself. Like, she doesn't do, like, her, it's awesome that she's putting out there her physical, like, regime, and, like, she's doing weight training. Like, we should, like, not be, if you can't do it, just shut up about it. Yeah. You're just jealous. I mean, you have something like, you know, uh, Dr. Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, who just came out with her book that literally is, like, her whole shtick, which she's so highly respected in the wellness, fitness, health, nutrition space, and and her idea like that she's really, really selling is like, we are just such an under muscled society. And so it's interesting because to some degree I can understand that you, like I get told that I sometimes have a, maybe a little bit more like mm-hmm. masculine build mm-hmm. or something right. than the average bear, which is so funny to me, but, uh, <laughs> but like, I'm so I guess with, with compassion, yeah understanding that someone who has not yet taken that journey doesn't know where to begin because Mm -hmm. guess what training is not inherent knowledge we have to learn it you know you went into that gym and somebody had to show you how to do things and so it's scary putting Mm -hmm. yourself in a situation that you you know so the whole concept of my masculinity is threatened i i say that in that tone but i also understand You know, it can feel threatening whenever this woman is strong and powerful and capable. Yeah. Um, but then allowing that to be an opportunity to go, okay, maybe I could grow here. Yeah. And and then just having people like from the clinical medical perspective going, no, actually, we just truly need more muscle, yeah. like for health purposes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I'm like I do a lot of one on one training at our gym. And when I first meet some clients, it's funny because they'll look at me like from shoulder to shoulder and then they'll say, well, I don't want to look that big 
And I'm like, oh, honey. <laughs> good luck. Do you, good luck. <laughs> yeah. you get, you when you know, get too big, then you can stop. Like, I'm like, if you get bigger than me, yeah. I'll give you the keys to my gym. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, are they serious? I'm like, yeah. yeah, girl, let's just start by making you feel powerful. Totally. And then you see, and then it's funny because I'll see a lot of women's and they're like, I don't want muscles. I just want to feel good. Sure. sure. Okay. And then they see the first pop and they're like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> like they'll look at their glutes and be like is that a little bump yes yeah yes you're welcome we built that i'm filling you up your jeans how to do it. <laughs> oh my gosh pancake bums Ugh. but no it's it's cool like you don't like you can take it to the extent that you at the moment yeah want to become touching a barbell won't no, no, it requires like you, so much. That's the, like what you're saying is, yeah. you know, how many years have you been dumping right. so much and how many intentional hours energy and how much to the like how many hundred percent days have I've gone? Yeah. Like, you know, my diet and my training. Yeah. A lot more than the average. And that's with this why I'm goal. And you're, you're training with this goal. So yes, like then the, the average person, like my goal is not yours. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so for me right now, because I'm trying to put size onto my lower body and yeah. I'm not trying to put size onto my upper body, like my training reflects that, yeah. you know? And so there's a lot of intentional resistance training happening at the lower half and there's resistance training up up top always. Yes, absolutely. But like those are like full body days, Mm -hmm. right? Versus these days where I just really focus in on this specific muscle group on the lower portion of my body, whatever, like because I want to grow it and then, okay, on the, and then on, I still want to make sure that I'm strong up top because that's important to me, Um, but not spending as much energy making it larger. Like it's cool because you can do that, but how gosh, I've been learning that for over a decade now, you know, to even know how to do that. Like somebody coming in new, like you will spend years before you Finding. ever start. To, yeah. Yeah. And even like, like you're good. You got a lot. Once you way start, to go. you're going to be like, you have a goal. Feel good. Okay. Next goal. Okay. I just want to wake up in the morning with no pain. Okay. Next goal. You'll find your goals. Yeah. My goal was to become the strongest woman I can become. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So that's what, I want to ask you, what are your goals in this space? Because that sounds like that's one. Do you have a, I mean, you've chosen to do this federation thing. Like you're doing, like, it seems mm-hmm. like the vision keeps getting more broad. Mm-hmm. And so there's so much going on in our lives, but <laughs> I mean, like my goal is to ultimately to just leave the sport in a good, better place, leave the women's strength sport in a alive and ignite. And I hope that, the society and the women's in the sport don't give up on becoming strongly beautiful. Like keep your goals alive. If your goal is to become the fittest owner, do so work on it. If you want to become, if you want to deadlift 500 pounds, work on that. Mm -hmm. And like, don't let anybody outshadow that. Mm -hmm. So like to be able to create this federation in Canada, I hope it it impacts even more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to show everyone that there's a platform for anything, for anyone. We have over 18 categories in Canada because I invite teens, I invite masters, I invite all the weight classes. Everyone's got their areas where they belong. But at the end of the day, they're on the same platform as everyone. Mm-hmm. So they belong in this huge community. Um, and then for myself, like as a ultimate goal, like it's funny, like, Years ago, it was like, I want to deadlift 500 pounds. Okay, now that I've done that, what's next? Yeah. And there's always going to be a what's next, but I just truly want to make sure I don't give up on ever whatever I'm chasing. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is an interesting one. 
what is something that you feel that you are doing well that you would like to do better or do more of? Take care of myself. What does that look like? So giving myself more time. I am, there's only 24 hours in a day and sometimes I, I forget about Sam time. Mm. There's more times I take care of so many people. Like our community, you know, um, it could be emails, it could be fans, it could be generally just always taking care about what's next for this sport. And sometimes as an athlete, I'll get to my workout when I'm exhausted, mm-hmm. but I'll truly, you know, crank that pre-workout. Yeah, you'll do it anyway. Smacks on the legs and let's go. That's what truly makes us better as athletes and what's make me this great athlete, but it's just about like generally taking a step back more often than none. So what if you were to implement then I'm mm-hmm. going to challenge you in this moment mm-hmm. here. So what is like a an identifiable thing? So like for example, for me requiring myself to have quiet time in the morning is a way, you know what I mean? Like and like it is so hard to do because I want to pick up my phone, I want to get started, I want to answer whatever's there, I want to be of service, blah blah blah. But then if I'm always of service then I'm at some point like I have to do that thing Mm -hmm. um so what if if taking a little bit more time for yourself is what you want to strive towards that would be useful what would you do um definitely start like managing my time in the evening like I do love go go mornings where it's like okay get up let's tackle the task like let's tackle the emails let's tackle um some online footages that we need to update our clients on and then if things don't roll I'm usually in a cold bat doing recovery and stuff but most of the times it does fumble on and I'm like shoot we got to go now we got stuff to do at the gym or whatnot so it's just about prioritizing more time there but in the evening I'm always updating clients um Mm, doing paperwork for something or so Evenings are, I have two wonderful dogs at home and I have a really great loving family, cousins, and just being able to have more family time, having more humbling time with Max where it's like, it's date night. Like sometimes it, we do forget and times like we have most of our date nights nowadays in hotel rooms because it's generally where we have let more times to ourselves and we can take a minute to be like, all right, just me and you, no phone and it will take tonight away but like just having more present time yeah um we all get caught up in our phones and Mm -hmm. it's unfortunate but it's part of who we are as building athletes as well branding ourselves. but it's also really generally good to take a step back totally Mm -hmm. the both of them together yeah the complement of both It, it is uh man i've just it just makes me think of so many things that I like try to live by now, recognizing that we are these striving creatures that we want to reach to the future and think about it because it's something that we just organically do. And it's how we get places, right? Mm-hmm. Having that vision, having those goals, that's how you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. You got to have them, mm-hmm. but then accompanied by the, the, like if we don't get some solitude in there and it's just, I think of things like a future trip, you know, is, uh, is a term that I've, I've been taught that I really enjoy. Like when I start to spin out on the future narrative and it's like, wait a second, I don't have any control over any of that. What I do have control over is literally just today, yeah. today only. Yeah. So I'm just going to do today only yeah. and I'll deal with tomorrow, tomorrow. And I just need to be here now and be present now. And like, not that that's always like 
perfectly adhere to, but it certainly creates some space for peace that mm. even a couple of years ago was that was not happening was in no. my life. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay, so what is something that you are doing now that you would like to do less of? That's a very good question. Um, less. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's a really good one. I would say probably like overthink stress on things that you have absolutely no control on. Okay. Like there's things like we've been, so we, long story short, in, Jan- in I think it was November, Max and I decided to move our full gym halfway across the country and reopen it in my hometown and where I could be closer to family. I have a really large family. So Max was super excited about it. We made the move, got home January 2nd to a four or five months later on of just like backstabbing or like this or that, or just people just not treating us right. And Mm. to this day, we still don't have our gym open. So this is 10 months later. Okay. And just facing these Things where, like, you have no control on other people's reaction. You have Ever. no control on red tape that the city's putting up there. So um, it's been hard. It's been a struggle. It's been super stressful because it was our main source of income. But now it's like, okay, what can I do today then t- on my control Yes. so it won't impact me mentally? Like, what can I do to become better and become stronger mentally? So it's about, like, taking one day at a time. But, yeah, just taking less stress on mm-hmm. on and generally just having sometimes just more of like a let it kind of flow itself mode like just let it all come down yeah watch it unfold sometimes it's okay to not always having control yeah so. yeah i love i love that my I am a spiritual person. And so definitely for me, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to give this to you. Cause when I take it, it don't do so good. Right. Um, and yet again, then I still try to take it back. Cause I'm like, okay, well, and then it starts going well. Cause I gave it up. And then my ego is right. like, hey, you got this girl. Uh, and then we realize we don't, uh, my thing that stands out, I didn't even, but my thing that stands out of, of something I'd like to do less of is, is simply the, the mindless scroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. social media thing. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a season now yeah, where I actually though, catch right? myself doing yeah. that more than, uh, than I, and, and I'm like, wait, what? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if the apps are getting better at it and I guess maybe they probably are, or it's just this season. I'm not sure, but either way I find myself in the rabbit hole multiple times a day and I'm like, what are I mean, and, and I have You're a lot going through going other on. people's lives. Yeah. Like, so, wait a second. You're not even scrolling through yours. <laughs> yeah. Like take a second, put your phone down and go be make present. Yours, be be present. present. Yeah. But again, they got us on these fucking phones oh, yeah. and they like, <laughs> It's, but yeah. I, I, I still think we're in the era where we, it's cool that we acknowledge it. Yeah. Because if you look at the kids now, like you go to a grocery store yeah. or you go like in a restaurant, everyone's on their phone and the younger, the younger generation, they have no idea what they're missing out yeah. on. Be present. Mm-hmm. Like don't look at other people doing stupid things. Go do the stupid things yourself. Totally. I love that. <laughs> That's a great clip out right there. <laughs> don't go look at other people doing the stupid that's i i have to show you did you look at the thing i that was on my the like gym challenge that was just on my instagram if you clicked on it at all okay well my friend grant does gym challenges that's like his thing right and we did this thing where one of my girlfriends and she's very flexible she does jujitsu people trust me oh yes uh, yeah the cartwheel the cartwheel oh my gosh and don't get me wrong i'm like this is what are what are we doing but also 
go do the dumb things yourself. I literally, and this is probably maybe the most relatable thing I have recently as far as like my comment section, like in that one, they're like, they're not happy about it. (laughs) I'm like, listen, that's on you. And you know what? You're right. Like maybe it wouldn't have gone I had a good fucking 10 minutes of laughing with my friends. My life is going to be Don't take it away from me. Yeah. And and trust me, they won't. Because we've, (gasps) thankfully we've had enough exposure. I think that's something you have to recognize too, that when you were coming into the sport, coming into it, which you have some time under your belt now, you know? So there was time, or even whenever you went on that podcast, there was a moment thereafter where people roasted you for whatever they roasted you for. And it really, you had to, you had to detach from that and go, that is not mine. Mm. That's yours. And like social media, same thing. And 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 when you're newer with it, it can be really hard yeah. to like that new experience with that podcast. Like that was hard, you know. Yeah. The the internet stuff that goes on for you now, some of the stuff that goes on for me, I have to be like, okay, but what is my north star? Right. Like, where is my compass? Because it can't be this arbitrary thing. It has to be like, does this align with my values and my principles? And am I okay with it? And also being human, right? Yeah, like they're not like if. The so if social media is like not like these haters out there, they won't help you become better if right. they're just gonna start dragging you down. So like honestly, block it. Yeah, right? It's easier on. said than done, but like they're not writing your story. Yeah. They're not like yeah. like they can control yeah, you, you, you but they're not writing like, it. My life's good. You know, if you like, like don't acknowledge you're like, no, my life's actually pretty yeah. Gucci over here, you know? Like I got a good like my family's great, mm, my partner's great, yeah. yeah, my my training's great. I'm living a good life. Rain on my parade. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I always like to one, I'm about to round it out. So is there anything that we didn't touch on no. that you're like, I'd love to make sure and include that? No. Okay. That's a good chat. Yes. Thank you. So, and trust me, we're just literally I, like, this is what's so funny is we're, so we're almost an hour in and I feel like we just like the surface, we just yeah. tapped it. Yeah. We didn't even scratch. Like that's, what's so crazy is that yeah. to truly get to know someone, someone, it just takes time. But I appreciate a snippet because you've already taught me more than I knew before about your sport. And because I now know you, I'm now interested. Mm-hmm. So now I get to follow your journey mm-hmm. and I get to see what you're up to even from afar from social media. And I think that's like one of the cool features as much as this social media yeah. thing has its down pa- downfalls. Like it, Don't. you know, I, I like I'm going to be able to stay tuned yeah. with what you're up to. So it's cool. Okay. I want to ask you three things that you are grateful for today. All right. Three things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max, for sure. Super every day. I'm grateful for the new acquaintance this weekend. I got to meet a lot of great people, yep. including you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So going to on it this weekend was like a hot. It was great. People are amazing on like in that gym. I was super mind blown. I was taking pictures of everything because every it's such a vibe, such a vibe. Isn't it crazy? It's crazy. Like I mean, people need to figure out about these gyms and like you want to be part of something you want to be better that's where you got to sign up yep these are the cultures these are like what you want to be better at your job when you get out like this is how you amplify it Mm -hmm. get your ass into on it and like or a good gym and become better so yeah just it was a great acquaintance this weekend and then three um vague but that's okay like my community like this strength community Mm -hmm. like everywhere we go if it's nationals two weeks ago or this weekend or i'll go home to my strength community home it's cool that we're able to do this Mm -hmm. and talk about it and put our stories out there and motivate or 
inspire people to do so as well. Mm-hmm. Communities are built by like great foundations, and it's cool that I do consider myself one that started a really good com- like foundation of something great mm-hmm. for our sport, and I'm all in. So I'm grateful for a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Living from a place of gratitude yeah. is great. Um, what you said about on it, I just love it so much because. I, I tell people, I'm like, uh, there isn't, I like, I have yet to experience a day where I walk in and I'm not like, I really am here. Mm-hmm. Like, I work there. I'm mm-hmm. like, are you for real right now? Sick. Yeah. Are you for real? And what's so cool is because people move so differently. And so, like, like, you can't judge movement in a place like that because nope. everybody's doing something Some so cool. different. Yeah. It's people are, like, killing it with, I'm like, Max, do you see the intensity in every single pe- person here? And I yeah. said that to him today. Everyone's like sweating. Everyone's working so hard, and you're like, "How can you not work hard?" Right. So like today we're deadlifting, and we put three and a half plates in Craigslist. Like, all right, three sixty five, which is like okay for me, right? Like, I mean, like I've I'm usually working up in like the high four hundreds, or and then I did my set, and he's like, "Okay, we're gonna top set there." I'm like, "No." slap four plates on there everyone's busting their ass i need at least yeah. four plates on there oh so gosh. we we ended up with that and it was just cool to there's this woman that came up to me and she's like that is so awesome and i'm yep. like but you were working just as hard as yep. me beside me and that's why i'm a better athlete because of the people i'm surrounding myself with totally. so a place like on it is where you get better at you mm-hmm. by being in a community that everyone has the same goal like working on themselves yep yeah, it is so cool. It is so cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my three gratitudes today are going to be, I'm grateful for the event, the Rogue Invitational, being in my freaking backyard. Like, what a gift. <laughs> what a gift. Right. Living here today and getting access to that is so cool. Uh, so then from there, I'm going to go community as well, mm-hmm. just because, like, the community that uh, I don't get to see those people but a handful of times each year, and it's always just so special. So yours is your strongman community, yeah. your strength community, and mine is, you know, I have deep roots in that CrossFit world, yep. right? Yep. And so today I work at a facility that's not a CrossFit facility, and it's I just love branching out in fitness and doing so many different things. But those relationships that are built, like these people are all striving. Like you talked about with those people in the gym, like they're, they're striving for something more. There's something to be desired about that and appreciated and respected and cared for. So it's always nice to see these people and just be like, Hey, how's your life going? And, um, it's cool. It's cool. The, the relationship just that for a brief build. moment. You're like, yep. good, good. Like yeah. good to see. And it's good to see people's smiles. Like cool. We get, it's awesome about social media. We get to see people's like, you know what they're doing. What's about like what their life's about, yeah. what seeing people generally like, and then being able Put to hug them, them. Mm-hmm. see their smile s- until next time, even though it's just for a minute, it's yeah. like reconnection again, handful of time a year, but it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the third thing that I am grateful for today is going to be, oh, I got some new shoes today. Ooh. I like them new shoes. I got some Sucker rad runners. Shoes. Yeah, I love them. Well, and so rad is a, a shoe company that I've like no, loved yeah. since they came out. Right. And they just came out with some runners. And so I got the darker colored runners that they came out with. Cause I run on trails. If, okay. if I run, so let me be clear. <laughs> I do a lot of walking. I do very little running. We all have running shoes. So right. right, but right. We're but all I, I don't do very much running, <laughs> but if I do, I'm outdoors and I walk outdoors. So I like, will get the dark ones. Cause I'm going to mess them up. So today I got them white ones <gasps> and they're, they're going to be my indoor shoes. <laughs> anyway, so those will be my three. Okay. So Kay. we're going to round it out with simply, um, where can they find you, support you? Who, wh- where are they going to find you? And I'll put it in the description cool. below, but just so that way. Yep. Yeah. So, um, social media, 
my uh, athlete page on Facebook, Sam Bellavo. Same thing for Instagram, at Sam Bellavo. Um, and then we do have our YouTube channel for the World's Strongest Couple. So you guys can catch me and Max doing silly things and a lot of training clips on there with our training partners. Um, we have a great crew um, and you guys can catch up and follow up on our journey there. I'm totally going to go watch yeah, that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <gasps> okay, The Strongest Couple. That's way easy to remember. The and World's then Strongest Bo- Couple, like, we're yeah. We're going to put your handles. They'll be in the description so you guys can just go find it there. So that is a wrap we did the thing thank you so much thank you you're a sweetheart i really appreciate you i'm so excited to like (laughs) follow along with your journey now and support you you however i can this is cool the blending of worlds i am Mm -hmm. in the blender and i'm here Mm -hmm. for it okay so uh if you enjoyed this episode i have to ask you to follow the show rate and review it and share it with somebody that you think it will positively impact. If there was something in here that stood out to you in some way that was useful, inspiring, whatever, uh, I would appreciate it so much if you would share the episode or at least just share the positivity. You don't yeah. even have to share the episode, just something useful yeah. to share with somebody else. That's what we're out here to do. So we hope that you choose to have a beautiful day.